Hi, everyone. I'd like you to join me in thanking our new patron, Nathan Woods. If you'd like to join them and receive bonus content each month, go to patreon.com slash khp. The link will be in the show notes. KHP 009 Cemetery Part 2 I've told you about the first strange experiences I had while tending to the graves of the cemetery. The strange shadow figures blocking my path as well as the old caretaker guiding the dead to see the newly departed in their own spectral funeral service. I think there's another story that needs to be told. As I said before, I was a high school teacher at the local school when I wasn't tending the graves. Word had gotten out in the rumor mill that was the student body that I was, and I quote, a creepy crypt keeper when I wasn't teaching. When a student asked, I told them that I simply mowed the lawn, raked the leaves, and made sure nothing was broken. The rumor seemed to die down quickly, though a few kids still gave me strange looks. I didn't think much of it, as I'm sure a new rumor or event would occur to draw their attention away from my out-of-school activities. It was nearing the end of the school year. The students only had a week before leaving for the next three months of summer vacation. The cemetery requirements were in full swing, and Memorial Day had been earlier in the week. That was one of my more important weekends to have the cemetery in tip-top shape. Flags had been placed in all the graves of the veterans, and brass plaques had been stuck into the ground specifically for each war that the veteran was in. It was a nice gesture, the brass plaques, as they gave me a bit more insight into the person that was laid to rest under my feet. You can give me dates and times, but having a specific event gives me more insight into the way their mindset could have been, and the way they grew up and saw the world. I was walking through the cemetery, and had reached the back portion of the stones, the ones near the wood line. Only a small, one-lane dirt road separated the graves from nature. This was close to the area that I had encountered the dark shadow figures in my last story. A chill ran up my spine as I remembered the feelings that I had gotten near them. I heard a thump. A noise, out of place, just enough that it broke me from my memories. I walked over to where the sound of the thump came from, and stood in front of a gravestone. Andrew A.J. Gaines. Born March 23, 1934. Died November 12th. 2009, was written on the stone. On the other side was just a partial inscription. Marilyn Gaines, born June 9, 1941. There was no death date. I always thought the idea of having a gravestone with your name on it at a plot that would eventually house your body was strange, a morbid practice that we as humans held. As I usually knew the person that hadn't died yet, they were always one of the most elderly of the church congregation, and usually the most set in their ways. I stood over A.J.'s grave for a few moments before hearing the thump again. The thump originated from below me. I looked down and cocked my head in confusion. The thumping was 
arrhythmic, and happened in quick succession, once or twice in a minute. I eventually got down onto my hands and knees and put my ear to the ground. The thumping was definitely coming from where AJ was buried. A few things shot through my mind then. The memories of the dark spirits. The funeral that was held for the dead that I was a third party to. Strange feelings of noiselessness and being watched when I worked. Was this another one of those strange cemetery occurrences? I stood over the grave for a few more minutes, waiting for something to happen. When nothing did, I grabbed all of the equipment I had brought out and began to head to the old church to put it away in the basement. It was about an hour until dark, and I did not want to be around when dusk came. That night, many things happened. I woke up to my phone vibrating and saw that the name of the pastor was displayed on my phone. I picked it up and sleepily answered. He informed me that I should come to the cemetery at once to inspect some of the occurrences of the night. Before school had started, I had driven to the cemetery, flashlight sitting next to me in my car. I pulled into the church parking lot, not wanting to leave something of mine on the cemetery side while it was still dark out. The pastor and two other men I recognized from the church services were there with him. They all had flashlights and faces that told me that something was wrong. Marilyn Gaines had passed overnight. She went peacefully in her sleep. I was in charge of getting the excavating company out to dig the grave and prepare for the vault to be lowered in before her services and the casket were going to be there. They also asked me if we could take a walk in the cemetery, and I nervously agreed. The spirits may not be keen on showing themselves if there were four people in the graveyard. I noticed it right away as our flashlights shined across the cemetery. Stones had been knocked over, at least a dozen of them, maybe more. I felt anger rising up in me. How could someone do this to a cemetery, desecrating the property for the dead? The pastor and the two men walked with me towards the back of the cemetery, and I began getting nervous as we walked, headed towards the area that I said I would not return to when the sun was down. We walked the long gravel road, back to the spot near the woods where the road became dirt, where I had been the day before, and heard the thumping. At that moment I thought I spotted something out of the corner of my eye. I turned and thought I saw something duck behind a taller stone. The spirits were here. We stopped at the Gaines's grave. Marilyn was soon to be buried here, but something else, a divot in the ground where AJ was buried. The men had brought me here to discuss this. It seemed as though the vault that A.J. was buried in had failed and caused the ground to sink in. I needed to dig up the topsoil and the grass, fill in the divot, and replace the topsoil so that the ground looked level for her funeral. A hefty task for such short notice, and I've never had to do it, but I was up for it. I left and headed to the school to count down the hours of my job until the day was over. I was sitting in my fourth period study hall when I overheard whispers that caught my attention. Two of the more challenging students were talking more loudly than they must have thought they were. I overheard them mention a few names and how they had knocked down the graves at the cemetery. They looked up at me when they said this and saw me staring at them and quickly quieted down. During my lunch period, 
I made a call to the office to discuss the information that I had heard. I gave the names and mentioned that the acts were done specifically because of my involvement with the cemetery. The secretary of the office took down what I said, and she said that they'd let the principal know. I hoped that something would come of this. I also called a gravesetting company on my lunch to discuss getting a small crane out to lift the gravestones into the proper spots. They said that it would be done before I was there after work. The school day eventually ended, and I sat around the school waiting for the last kids to filter out before leaving. I arrived at the cemetery and went down to the basement of the old church to change into work clothes for my teaching outfit. I grabbed a shovel, a wheelbarrow, and dragged them up the stairs to the cemetery. I went about repairing the divot and making the ground look as normal as possible for the funeral that would be held by the end of the week. As I was finishing up, I heard a person clear their throat behind me. Startled, I jumped and turned around quickly to see a police officer standing a few feet away. I breathed a sigh of relief and stuck the shovel into the topsoil I had left in the wheelbarrow. He introduced himself as Officer Lanes, and he was coming to ask me a few questions about the vandalism in the cemetery. I gave him the information that I had heard at the school and showed him some of the gravestones that had been disturbed. The marks on the ground and on the pedestals some were sitting on were not exactly where they had been the day before. It was easy to show him the marks where stones once sat and were now slightly off after the crane had set them down. He took a few notes, nodded his head, and said that he'd follow up with a few others on the case. They would be pressing charges against the students for vandalizing the cemetery. As he made the statement about the charges, a thump came from the grave we were standing at. He stopped and looked at the ground, and then at me. I asked if he heard that, and he said he did. I said that I had heard it yesterday and explained the vault collapse and that it was probably bits of the vault falling deeper into the void from the dirt that I had put on top. Officer Lanes gave me a confused look and nodded and said to have a nice day before walking back towards his cruiser. I watched the officer drive away before kneeling at the grave and leaning down to listen. I heard the thumping not just the loud thumps that were able to be heard when we were standing and talking, but quieter, more subtle thumps. It sounded like fingers rapping on the underside of a casket lid. I thought that I could almost hear the sound of a dry, haggard voice asking for Marilyn. School let out for the summer the same day that Marilyn Gaines was buried. She was laid to rest next to her husband, A.J., I walk the graves during my routine mowings, rakings, and snow removals, and I take a mental note of the gravestones missing one date on them. I keep an ear out around those graves. The thumping usually starts a day or two before the person, still alive, passes. It gives me a bit of comfort, knowing that someone is waiting for them on the other side. I hope you enjoyed this story. If you want to support the show, rate and review us on iTunes. If you want more content, go to patreon.com khp. There you can find extra stories and behind-the-scenes content. The link will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.